Okay, today on Everyday Sublime, I am joined with my partner, Terry Coburn. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Josh. It's nice to be here. It, you know, it's a bit awkward to even have you here because we've intended to have you on the show. I don't know how long has it been for maybe three to four years. And one thing after another has sort of been in our way. We finally got Ganesh to come in and sweep out the obstructions. And what we're doing is we're actually in this episode launching a new, you know, I don't know what to call it, maybe a, a new series. Yeah, a new series within the podcast, an ongoing series that we're going to call Chi Chats. Chi Chats. Chi Chats has a sort of onomatopoeic, what's the word, onomatopoeic ring to it. Uh, Chi Chats. So this is the, 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 the mini episodes we, we are going to talk about the cultivation of chi and it's primarily going to be a vehicle whereby we are answering and addressing questions that come to us from our students in our online practice sangha called the Riverbird Sangha. And you're in the sangha, you are our qigong and yang yoga teacher. I teach the yin yoga class and the meditation class. And um, we have an upcoming training in our qi cultivation course, our 100-hour qi cultivation training. This new module, this new four-week, 20-hour module starting in the middle of March, March 15th, is called Purifying Water, the Flow of Qi Cultivation. And we wanted to use this inaugural Qi Chat to just share a little bit of the story of this training. Does that sound like what you're, you had anticipated to have? Exactly. Yes. And the name Chi Chats came about, what, about three and a half years ago. So we, we've had this name and we've just, we've been waiting to use, waiting for the right opportunity. And this training, the launch of this training feels right. Yeah. Here we are. We've been waiting. Chatting about Chi. Yeah, we've been waiting to chat about Chi. Not Cheetos. Not Cheetos. Chi, just Chi. <laughs> and we have tea while we're chatting about Chi. So, you know, if if I were to give a thumbnail of what I think our chi cultivation training is about is that it's really a training that is born out of our shared practice. Um, and we've known each other, I don't know, how many years at this point? It's been a long time. I took your very first training back in 2006. And then- Back when I was 16 years old? When you were 12, yeah. And- <laughs> And then I hosted you at my studio in Freeport, Maine. Um, I think 2013 was when you came to Freeport to deliver your yin goods to our community, the studio community. So, yeah, we've been we've been connected and working together, and since then, right and. In those 10 years since we've, really, since you had me up to, to 11. Do the, 11 years. <laughs> Terry's better at math. Terry's just better at detail in general. I'm a, I am tend to be big picture. She's a, she gets into the details and minutia. Um, you know, ever since we, you did have me up, we've been in contact and working together. And, um, and maybe we'll get into our personal story at a later time. But, you know, we are now part life partners. We lived together in Maine for the last three plus years, and um, we're 
really just feel, I know we both feel just incredibly fortunate that we can share the practices we love and, and do it from the beautiful, uh, this beautiful patch of Maine where we live. Um, but, you know, going, if I go, if we're going back into history, I would say um, when I first found yin yoga in 2001, um, I was coming out of a, a kind of very aggressive style of yang practice, or I had a yang approach to practicing anything I did, whether it was meditation or yoga. And um, when I discovered yin yoga and started to integrate it into my practice life, I was also at the time going through graduate school studying acupuncture. And what I noticed with the yin yoga inclusion was that my using the, the lens and language of Chinese medicine, I just felt that my body was much more quote unquote balanced. And you know, I knew from Chinese medicine that the whole aim of the medicine was that an acupuncturist was there to help a patient restore the balance of yin and yang. And the more I learned about qi cultivation practices, I realized that's the intention there too, is to uh, do something on a regular basis that helps maintain harmonize and restore balancing, the balancing energy of yin and yang um, in my life or in, in my practice. And it, you know, I felt better physically, I felt better psychologically, I felt better, you know, some of the, the, the more powerful insights of insight meditation just seemed to come more easily when there was that harmonious balance. So it's, all, it's been a big question of mine, um, how do we integrate yin and yang practices um, and how do we teach yin and yang practices so that students can find their own way of all the ways? I mean, there's many, many ways of doing things, but how do students find their own way to harmonize their own being and, and really cultivate their own practice of qi cultivation? And I was curious about your side of that story, um, you know, because I, I know you have a, you know, your own version that is quite yang and interesting. <laughs> Yeah, good question. I I have a strong athletic background and I was involved in sports and when I discovered yoga, I went all in. I was the arm balance queen. I wanted to try to make myself do all the fancy poses and I really threw myself into a yoga practice, um, literally threw myself into it. And I was fortunate enough to discover yin yoga early on in my, on my yoga journey. I had been teaching for about a year, practicing with VHS tapes. Remember those? I do. Yeah. Brian Kest, Power Yoga. He was my, he was my first. I did Richard but, Freeman, Patricia Walden. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I came from the the more the the power style, the strong, hard style of of yoga. And I I just loved the a, a different way of of moving my body. And I, I found yin yoga in 2006 with you. I just uh, dial up internet and found a, your training and had no idea what yin yoga was. And within the first maybe hour of the training and we were I think we were in a dragon pose and I I was I was blown away. I I love the fact that I could be still, relatively still in a pose and still feel so much in my body. I was fascinated with 
just this new type of sensation I was able to, to really feel. So with that um, discovery of yin yoga and understanding that our bones are different, our skeletal structures are different from person to person, I got that. I understood it. It made complete sense to me. But what I didn't apply is the yin mindset to the practice. So I took my striving, yang way of being and just went right in for it with the, with the yin practice as well. And that um, really led me to um, a, a, just a few years of just going for it, going for it with everything that I was doing. My kids were younger at the time. I was a, a, a mom running around with driving kids here and there, preschool and 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 um, and playing a lot of tennis and teaching yoga classes. And I had personal training clients at that time. So there's weight training, there's tennis, there's there's strong yoga, there's yin yoga done with that same mindset. So around 2008, I tore my ACL playing tennis. And it was at that time recovering from that injury, which if anyone has had that, that surgery, the reconstruction of an ACL, that is, uh, it's a long process. It's really about a year before you're somewhat back to, to normal. And for six months of, of dedicated physical therapy and, and just learning how to, how to be in my body again, that was when I a light bulb finally went off in that I needed to approach my yoga practice differently. So it was around that time that I, I started to think about, okay, what how is this serving me? How is my yoga serving me? And really, I've been on a quest since then. And I would say over the last eight years or so, I, I have, with all this time, uh, worked uh, and developed a, a system that really honors um, each individual's unique skeletal structure um, and even how they might move on a yoga mat, how they might be in their body and um, applying multiple modalities to this. So I, again, athletics, I was a, a marathon runner for about 10 years and you know taking the 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 striving goal oriented ways of being in the body and kind of reframing it to what about health and longevity and how long do I want to do this how long do I want to have a body that that feels good when I wake up in the morning so over the I would say the last 8 years or so I I've done other um, types of work and uh, with other body movement professionals and different trainings, uh, among them being primal movement, the animal flow system, other styles of yoga, and particularly I've worked with a few Iyengar teachers and also more um, stronger or wiser weight training, how to... Uh, use the body in in physical ways that develop strength and stability wise um, uh, use of the body uh, for for the purpose of health and longevity so my 
my the yin side of my practice came more with my mindset and slowing things down a bit. And over the years, I've, I owned a studio in Freeport, Maine for nine years, and I had the privilege of working with students, a lot of them consistent students over those years, and and they were witness to my my process, my evolution as a teacher, and and just trying to to figure this out. You know how the, these yoga styles are repetitive, and in in you know sun salutation or vinyasa, your typical vinyasa class, and even the type of class I I was teaching, just so fast paced, so many poses thrown in there, without really any goal other than to make it entertaining for people to so they're moving quickly and not really feeling what's what's happening. So over the course of of these years I've um, just worked in in these ways to which has result required required slowing down but also um, really understanding how we move and uh, how can we enjoy movement and I feel as though I have a good you, system to, I, and, and, <laughs> to you know, practice. Your students in Freeport have been witness to that journey for the eight years that you had, the, that you were teaching that in the studio. But, you know, as your uh, colleague in Yin and partner now, I've, I've also been witness and benefit, and I've been a bit beneficiary of your journey. Uh, you know, we've had so many conversations about these themes um, and you've introduced me to you know, I was sort of into kettlebells at one point, and still still am from time to time. Um, but you've introduced me to the animal flow too, and body weight training, and 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 really piqued my interest with qigong and, and that side of um, the yang forms. And I, I, as I'm listening to you, it, it really is what I hear is, you know, in Yin Yoga we talk about how do we functionally maintain or regain our joints natural healthy ranges of motion um how do we how do we promote the our chi flow and i hear you applying those same questions to yang yoga yang yoga not being sun salutations or you know what you'd expect in a vinyasa scenario more how do we move the body how do we pump fresh chi and blood and get the chi flowing well with dynamic stability, mobility, and flowing movements. And, and that is a, an amalgamation of everything you were just talking about, whether it's um, the traditional young poses or body weight exercises or um, functional movement exercises or qigong flows, like you're, you're, you're stitching together, you're weaving and integrating so many things together. Right? Um, your own modesty will, uh, probably hold you back from saying this, but <clears throat> as we get feedback from students now, one of the things that I keep hearing people ask you is, you know, who did you train with, and where? Who else can I practice with that teaches this way? And and I'll just, as your partner, I'll, I'll, I'll blow your own horn and say, you've trained with yourself. Really, this has been your own journey and your, your own creative synthesis. And um, we don't know who else you can someone else could just practice with because your your offering is very unique. Um, and it's what you're bringing, the, the fundamentals of yang yoga is a is a big component of this new qi cultivation module, uh, purifying water, the flow of qi cultivation. 
Um, so do you want to, can you just share a little bit about what is, what you're going to be sharing in this particular module? Sure. Yeah. Um, and thank you for that. And I, and it, it took, um, what three, we've been living together now under the same roof for three and a half years. And it, and now you're able to, <laughs> you're kind of forced to, to to practice with me a little bit. <laughs> so that's been fun. Yeah, mer merging lives is definitely up yeah. upgrading my young practice. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah. Um, so this training, definitely um, we will be looking at how the body moves, how to stabilize, how, how does each of your joints move how 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 to create stability how to um how to move well in your own in your own being as well as how to move well enough so the movements are smooth and fluid so we're aiming towards a in this particular training a flow so and that's where the qigong really comes in so learning how to to uh, stabilize our structures, our structures being our, our skeletal systems, and how can we best occupy our bodies so we know how to, to move them. And everyone will have their different story. Everyone will have a, a different experience as far as what they're able to do, what they're physically able to do. Some people can raise their arms straight up overhead in line with their ears. Some people can't do that. But there's a way in which you can still be in your body and and optimize the the flow of your of your energy. So it's it's a a, a combination of stability, mobility and flow. And it's and I uh, I want to mention that so this is the third module in our 100 hour Qi cultivation training. People can take these modules as standalones. Um, but within the sequence of these modules, this third module on the flow that you're describing is, in, in a certain sense, part one of the yang side of qi cultivation. Mm -hmm. That we're learning stability, mobility, flow here. And then in the fourth module to come in a few months, that's where I think you're going to be emphasizing applying <clears throat> principles of strength more, cultivating strength. Yes. Does that sound right? That that is absolutely right. So the for this first module, we will be focusing on more or less the the primary movements of the spine and the shoulders. How do we stabilize if we're lying on our backs? How do we stabilize if we are on our hands and knees? How do we stabilize when we're standing and moving? And with this particular training, there's going to be some flows that might have some familiar, uh, you could say, quote unquote, yoga poses in them, some some sequences that have been adapted and um, might kind of have the same flavor as, um, as some, um, we'll be doing, for instance, the five Tibetans, but tailored to however it works for the individuals, the individual who is practicing it. So we're going to talk about and really practice how the body moves in all the way it's meant to move and how to know how to stabilize, how to how to bring that sense of stability to um, to the body. The second module will be more 
um, again, familiar to anyone who's been on a yoga mat or in a yoga class. So think of standing poses like warriors, uh, for instance, in the yin context, dragons. So how do we, one of my favorite words is yangify. How do we yangify a dragon pose? And we build that from the ground up. We'll be doing similar types of things uh, with the spine um, in this first module, but um, the second module will be moving towards how could we then apply more load if you wanted to pick up, let's say, a kettlebell, which we want to. We want to do that. We need these types of stresses, especially as as we get older. And when the it's just a, a, a seems like a, a natural progression to to build from the um, from the the proximal awareness of our our spine. How how are we just in our bodies? We start to to build that stability, that awareness, and then once we have some familiarity with that, we move towards bigger poses. You could say things that have um, that involve the legs, that involve the pelvis a bit more, and then from there we can we're in a better position to start that process of considering if external loads. Maybe it's resistance bands, maybe it's it's kettlebells or a dumbbell or a five pound bag of flour. It could be anything like that. So we have to start somewhere. And this first training is really the um, kind of the the primary place that I I feel and is is really the safest and um, most uh, you could say um, potent way to begin understanding how the body moves, how you can stabilize, how can you move your joints through their available ranges of motion. And then with that process, within that process, feeling what it's like to smooth out that movement, smooth out the flow so you can feel the energy moving through you, feel that energy below the surface of the skin. And that I just I get very excited about offering this type of thing because the that aha moment of like oh qigong is is it just waving my arms around and following the set sequence no it's it's feeling it's understanding it's it's really deeply connecting to to what's happening yeah in the skin on below the skin and that and that's why so the listeners need to understand I think that or it would be helpful to understand that 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 the way you know in Chinese medicine as an acupuncturist I would describe what yin and yang yoga are doing is that yin yoga let me back up there are two primary conditions that you know that many people have when there's energetic imbalances you can have deficiencies where there's just not enough energy or you can have stagnations where there's energy that's blocked or stuck and um, yin yoga I've always felt has been is an excellent practice for working with deficiency, similar to restorative yoga. So if there's if there's a deficiency, we want to need to build that up. We can't move too much. We can't exercise too much. We'll burn burn up whatever little energy we still have and become more deficient. So yin yoga can be great in deficient scenarios, and yin yoga also emphasizes uh, sort of dredging deep stagnations in some of the primary joints of the body, namely the, the lower spine, the hips, the knees. But to really get the chi flowing, 
to get the, the, the blood and chi flowing well, we need yang yoga. We, or we need, everybody needs a yang yoga, a customized yang yoga to pump fresh chi and blood through. Um, and the way, the reason why we're calling this purifying water, the flow of chi cultivation is that from the yang elements of practice that you'll be sharing with students, um, the element that I'll be bringing in is that from that movement of pumping chi and blood through, then you just mentioned the skin. Um, there's a, a fantastic tool from Chinese medicine known as the gua sha stone. Some, a typical one looks like a kind of an asymmetric heart, you know, it's <laughs> like, a, like a jade colored or jade stone, heart shaped stone. Um, and this tool has been used for over several thousand years at least to uh, gently scrape areas of the body, scraping the skin um, with the ch along the channels, around the face, along, around the neck. And that practice of gently scraping or gently massaging with the gua sha stone um, also gives an immediate palpable sense of the chi flow because the gua sha uh, practice will increase lymphatic drainage, so help that, that's where the purifying water comes. When we, when we purify the lymph, we get all the dreck that, that is being uh, kind of excreted and, and squeezed out of the fascial net. We, we, we get that absorbed in the, into the lymphatic system and then help the drainage to clear it out, to be, to be excreted. That re reduces inflammation and it can really give a strong sense of the chi flowing, the, the subtle current that flows as many people believe, through the fascial net. Um, and our students love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the students, and they've only had a taste of it so Just far. We, we've only bit. been dripping tiny, <laughs> tiny little bits of the gua sha, and it's going to be a much bigger feature of this training. Um, I have, particularly after getting over this recent virus that we've had, I've been, and, in and also in preparation for this course, I've been doing uh, my own gua sha practice more uh, religiously, I'd say. And what I love is particularly when I gua sha my neck and face and getting all the sort of the, the areas where there's a lot of lymph nodes in that area, getting those to open up and drain. And that the, my breathing is just so much clearer. And when I go do my pranayama practice after, it's like, I can feel, it just feels like I'm sending purified, rarefied chi to every region of my body. Um, and I, I'm, I'm excited to share these elements in the training. So that's what I'll be bringing in. We'll be talking about uh, protocols for gua sha, integrating it with uh, awareness of channels and points, specific points. Um, but then that will lead into practices of what we call yin pranayama, uh, which are going to be done in a kind of a restorative, supine, propped way um, to optimize the distribution of fresh oxygen and fresh chi throughout the body once yang yoga and gua sha has purified the the water element, you could say, of the of the body. Um, and I think the this 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 trifecta, I call <laughs> it the yang trifecta of yang yoga, gua sha. And, and yin pranayama is just the, the next little sort of integrative um, gem in this, in this series of qi cultivation. You know, in other modules, we've talked about yin poses, we've talked about massaging points with acumobility or myofascial balls. Um, 
you've introduced folks to Qigong in those in those other modules, but this one in particular, I think, is when I hope people are really going to feel the, the 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 enlivening effect that these practices have. I agree. I agree, and also uh, with those the, with that trifecta, we're we're going to incorporate journaling as well. You and I will both be giving journal prompts and. Really, the the art of journaling is a way to really help the the practice come alive um, for for an individual. the 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 process of writing about your experience it it becomes um, a really a, its own guide for you as 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 a practitioner who who is writing about their experience, writing about how do you feel before you practice? How do you feel after you practice? What is what is this like? And over the course of this training with the journal prompts, by the end, you'll have a, 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 an invaluable source to to reflect upon and to 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 really see the, your your journey with with the the training, with the the practices, how they, resonated and and what you've discovered along the way you know it's funny as you say that um the second most common question in every yin yoga training just came back to me the first most common question is how do i apply the principles of functional alignment to yang yoga and you're going to be answering that in this training but the other question i kept getting was how much should i do how often should i do yin yoga how frequently should i do this how often should i do that and Everybody wants, you know, for better or worse, everyone, I always joke as a secret, <laughs> like, uh, dictatorial uh, fantasy. Everyone wants to have the, 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 author, the authoritarian ruler who says, this is how many times you should do X. And, you know, I would always say, I can't tell you. Hmm. I'm not in your body. I'm not in your life. I can't tell you how often you should do X or Y or Z. What I can encourage you to do, as you're saying with the journaling, is to try it out and experiment. And, and so the, the journal is sort of the, the way, the practice of journaling is a way to gather the data, your, your firsthand subjective experience in response to the experiments of doing these practices. And then the more data you get, the more reflections you get about what how these practices are actually impacting you, then you can answer that own question, how often you should do it. You, you know, you start to intuitively understand, oh, I, when I feel like this, I need to do more yin practice. When I feel like this, I need to do more of a yang practice. When I feel like this, that gua sha stone is going to be my best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just, like, the answers to how, when, frequency, and all that, they get answered through the journaling process with a, with a dedicated practice. So, and, and I know I've been talking about the importance of journaling for a long time, particularly in meditation, but this is really the opportunity for us to, to, to give kind of clarity around how we, what our sort of best practices and prompts and guides for how to journal mm -hmm. are. Yeah. So there's a lot in here. It's going to be a chock full four weeks. <laughs> um, should we speak about any of the logistics? Because I think we get... Sure, why not? Yeah. Just briefly. I mean, the way this runs is um, we have five live practices we, we, we were starting these out with four live practices and we found that we needed one extra as an introductory sort of talk and practice so starting march 15th we have our first live practice that's a friday 8 a.m to 10 
a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard. Eastern Standard. That's six hours later if you're in Central Central Europe. That's five <laughs> hours earlier if you're in Ireland or the UK. Those are our hotbeds of, of students. Um, but after the first live practice, then we will be uploading and making available that week's course materials, the tutorials, the practices, the prompts. That will come, it's about three hours of content per week. You'll get that after the first week's material after the first live session. And then every set live session thereafter, the following week's material will be released and made available. Now, a lot of people like the structure of showing up to, to, to go through it in a four-week period. We also want to make clear there's no rush. There's no time limit. You, you have don't this, have to attend the live session at all. Yeah, everything will be available as a replay. Um, but the live sessions are nice. You know, it's, we get to connect live, um, and and that, that is a, a nice feature of it. Um, there was something I was just going to say, though, about the the live. It's where we answer questions. Oh, I remember what I was <laughs> going to say. You just jogged my memory. Answering questions. We will be answering some questions at the live sessions. Um but also, Chi Chats are going to be a, a, a venue or a vehicle whereby we are able to address questions coming up in all our trainings. So if you have questions, whether it's because you're a student in our training or you're just a listener in the audience, you have questions for us about the cultivation of Chi, the integration of yin, yang, yoga, meditation, acupuncture theory, gua sha, gua sha <laughs> acumobility pressure, massage, whatever, if you have questions about this stuff, shoot us an email at info at yinyogaschool.com. Info at yinyogaschool.com. Your questions will become the themes and episodes of Chi Chats. It will give us something to chat about. <laughs> and we look forward to your questions. I think that's about it for now, though, right? I think so. That's enough detail. But the information is all on the website, under yeah. the purifying water yeah, we're getting a great response so far, and we're looking forward to meeting everyone at that training. Um, and I just want to encourage you, do yourself a favor and register. We should also say, if uh, we offer a 50% discount to members in our Sangha, and the reason for that is uh, we really feel that ongoing practice is essential to internalize and integrate all these tools of practice. So we, we're trying to incentivize your membership. We offer very modest monthly memberships that, that give you access to us in live classes each week, uh, our whole library of hundreds of classes that also include posture tutorials, essential workshop clinics, um, some Qigong forms in the, in the library. Um, and so when you become a member, you get 50% off on all our trainings, and that's just goes to really support you so that you can get ongoing practice with these materials. Um, so check it out. We want to say on this training, if you register, your chi will thank you. <laughs> and your, your aging body that will be feel more supple will thank you too. And I just want to say that was a great episode, Terry. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have to get you back on soon, given that you <laughs> you live not too far from me. Yeah, well, you know where to find me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back soon. Stay tuned for more cheat chats. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, and 
until next episode, stay safe, stay strong, keep your chi flowing, and we'll see you soon.